don't know if you're aware of this gutter, but there actually was music recorded before 1989. What is this? You're gonna wear this to the show. You're gonna wear the shirt of the band you're gonna go see. Don't be that guy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna try to keep this brief because I've recently been put on several lists. So if you hear a knock on the door in the background and an explosion, you'll know what happened. Let's talk seminars. Next one up, April 1st through the 3rd with a few spots left. After that, June 3rd through the 5th, and then August 12th through the 14th. All of those, of course, in beautiful Wichita Falls, home of blue skies and golden opportunities. For training camps coming up, we have our first ever lift shoot flight camp. That's a two-day camp on April 30th to May 1st in Wichita Falls, covering lifting, shooting, and combatives. Then for squat and deadlift camps on the list, March 26th in Central Connecticut at Anino Strength and Conditioning, and then May 21st for all you massholes up in Boston at Starting Strength Boston. We have a couple three-lift camps on the list covering the squat, the bench, and the deadlift, one on April 24th in Baltimore at 5x3 Training, and then one on April 30th in Orange County, California at the Strength Co. And then finally, a four-lift camp on May 1st in Seoul, South Korea. Speaking of starting strength gyms, we do have some gyms ready to rock and roll. Columbus, Ohio, check that out. They are close to opening, and we'll be running their pre-sale deal. So if you're in that area and interested, Make sure you take advantage of that. And, of course, Tulsa, Tampa, and Miami all on the list, all looking for locations, so stay tuned. You can follow up on any of those locations at locations.startingstrengthgyms.com. And as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet, ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Howdy, boys and girls. Starting Strength Radio. You've been waiting so long for a brand new show since you had to watch the rerun last time. Uh, but this is a brand new show. And and here's the, here's the problem. You can hear my voice. I'm not 100%. Been sick, had COVID-56, and... Uh, in fact, uh, I'm the only one of the staff that survived that. Everybody else is, uh, everybody else died. Nick, Bree, what's that other boy's name? Rusty died from disinfection I had, and, which is a testament to my obviously superior immune system. And the people you see on your screen that are in the background are people we have hired that look like the previous staff, you know, to provide some kind of semblance of continuity. We're a lot, right? A lot funnier too. We were the stunt doubles. Yeah, you guys are. You got. Yeah, y'all were the doubles. Yeah, stunt doubles. Stunt doubles for the people to begin with. And you are a lot funnier than them other boring motherfuckers. A lot sm- smarter too. If you'll notice, the the shot looks a lot better now. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Oh, God, everything's better. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with those people that you had before. Everything's better idiots. now. Bunch of right? morons. Especially that rusty guy. He was real bad. <laughs> he was, real he was such bad. a pain in the ass. <laughs> he was, but he was I'm handsome. so glad he's dead. <laughs> God he was, almighty. He was good I looking. didn't even go to his funeral. Did you notice I wasn't there? <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't. I just started here last week. So Yeah, and you didn't, didn't go to his him. funeral. Well, know. you didn't know him. Right. There would have been no reason for you to go to his right. funeral because 
you wouldn't have had any idea whose funeral he was you were going to. He looked like him, though? Yeah. Oh. Quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. The girl. This is a quiet one you got over here. Yeah. I don't know what. She was easy to replace. <laughs> you know. You didn't have to worry about a personality. Moderately good looking. <laughs> shut the fuck up. That kind of thing, you know. <laughs> that, that's what you had, right? And so here we are, the new iteration of the show after the rerun. That rerun was. Now, why did we rerun that? Is that a real popular deal? Is that what the deal is? Um, people seem to like it. Like it. What else are we going to rerun? Let's talk about B fifty twos. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was timely. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's Here we true. are on the brink of World War Three. <laughs> it's a great and, point. And uh, you know, B fifty twos may be real important here. Yeah within the next three or four weeks yeah. scott, scott said something really funny in that uh in that episode he talked about how normally countries end up going to war whenever they cut their defense budgets massively and then next thing you know they're being thrust into a war and then next <laughs> thing you know the defense budget's restored weird isn't it so strange weird. how that works yeah <laughs> although today it'd probably yep. be the submarines right launching the uh the mm -hmm. nukes yeah i don't know i it, it I think maybe submarines are the substitute B-52s. Right. Or at least they think they are. Yeah. They're not, but there's something about death raining down from overhead from an airplane you can actually see. Yeah. You know, the goddamn thing flying overhead, and you know what's coming. Yep. That's a... I can be 52. What a fearsome goddamn weapon that is. But I, I, I always enjoy. I've watched that episode myself about four times. Yeah, it's a good one. Because it's, it's, uh, it's just fun to watch. I listen to his stories about that all the time. The goddamn guy is fascinating. He gets in there Monday and Thursday night and trains with me, and we talk about that shit the whole time. Uh, so, anyway. But this is a brand new episode, and in fact, you'll notice that the B-52 episode was uh, shot on the on the old set mm -hmm. where the wall was gray. And the, you know, in some ways, I like that better. I think I like the way it looks just fine. This is a nice set, but I like the contrast of the gray wall and the wood sign. Right? Anybody with me on that? I like this set better. Uh, okay, I, I like mind. the. I did like the gray. I just hated the. Uh, I hated the stuff. The, the texture. Yeah, the, texture, the textured yeah. wall was awful. Yeah. Well, that was just you know standard. You know what do they call that? Uh, Spanish drag. Y yeah, whatever it is. It's, Drywall. It's fucking lazy. Yeah. Well, anyway. it's when you don't want to sand the uh, the mud, you just <laughs> spray it up there. Throw it up there. Drag, drag it flat. It. Yeah. Paint it. Yeah. Yeah, the gray was right. nice. But I like the gray. I like that gray color. Yep. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with this. Nothing wrong with it. I don't guess. We could paint it gray one day if you'd like. It's your show. Well, you know, now that you say that, I guess it is. You well, know what? Anyway, I, you you know like what? my T-shirt? I do like your T-shirt. You know what we did? And I want to tell like you this because you, might, you might not appreciate for this. For sale now at our store. Is it for sale now? Not now. Soon. 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 Very soon. Soon. By the, time, well, by this, the time this thing by the time airs, this airs, it'll probably be on. It'll be up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
It's a great shirt. What were you going to say? I was interested in what you were about to say. Oh, yeah, that, that is held up by Velcro because I knew you, you uh, might change your mind on this whole thing. What's held up by the, Velcro? That wooden sign right the, there. The, we could just rip it down, do whatever we want, and stick it back up. That's some forward thinking, right. isn't it? Yep. Yep. Now let's give that some thought. Okay. Shall we'll, we? We'll, we'll revisit it. We'll revisit. We'll circle, circle back, back to Circle it. back to that yeah. idea. Right. Ping me, Rip, later. I will. Ping I'll me on that. Ping you on yeah. that. <laughs> Reach out. <laughs> and, and Steven doesn't even appreciate it. He didn't even know. He didn't know we're plugging him because because he, he didn't watch the show. He didn't even know you have a show. <laughs> he didn't know we have a podcast, I don't right. think. Like, what? You have a podcast? <laughs> Maybe I'll come up someday. No, you won't. <laughs> All right, now let's get this out of the way, shall we? Uh, our, for some bizarre reason that no one understands, especially me, our favorite, most popular segment here on the Starting Strike podcast is. Comments from the haters. That was sinister sounding. Pieces of shit. (laughs) (laughs) I I get tired of reading this shit, but all right, never mind. I'll read it anyway. All right, so here's an expert on teaching the power clean who disagrees, of course. Mm. This instruction is wrong. He has them place their hips too high and their shoulders too far in front of the bar when they begin to clean. Thus, to close distance, the athlete must begin to jump on the toes instead of the full foot. Hmm. Now, there's a brilliant grasp of the mechanics, isn't it? Yeah. I'm so glad we... Now, we'll... As long as you We're, say, we'll completely revamp all of the. As long as because we've never even thought about this. But if you say the athlete, the, automatically your <laughs> argument is elevated. The athlete. The athlete. <clears throat> oh, I. It's best to listen to a real Olympic lifting coach instead of someone like Ripita. Mm, yeah. Who has zero experience training competitive lifters? Right. Right. <laughs> Complete information. Yeah. Yep. Before you type, please. All right. And we knew that was going to happen when we posted those videos. Oh, yeah. That's half the reason why we posted those videos. <laughs> All right. Here's one from Ferdy Mimeli. And this one, uh, I- I've read this about three times and I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> uh, I can't. I, and as a result, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna justify this boy's existence with reading. All right now, why you should not be running? Ready? This is the Mark Ripito is not exactly the first person I would come to for cardio advice. Well, who is? Dr. Cooper. Hey, there you go. You know, who is the first person you come to for cardio advice? 
I don't know. Not you, though. Someone who only does cardio. Someone who's not you. Someone who's not me. Yeah. All right. Here's a very intelligent comment. The famous quit putting your plates on the bar the wrong way video, which is... That's the number one video. Uh, yes. Is that right? Yes. The number one video in the entire collected starting strength video library. Right. And it's only two two years old. It's only two years old. It's had more views than any other video. Right. More positive comments. Yep. But to this individual, take a laxative, Grandpa. <laughs> Who gives a shit, only it's spelled S-H-1-T, <laughs> which way a 45-pound plate is facing when it still weighs 45 pounds, whichever way it's facing. You use the one? Yeah. <laughs> you had to get around the, the sense profanity filter yeah, on, I his, guess it, on his computer or some please. shit. Maybe he just doesn't like actually cursing. <laughs> But he's so angry. He had. He to seems to have completely misunderstood <laughs> the point of the of the goddamn <laughs> video. But everybody else likes it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck him. All right. All right. This is a. Here is a just a generalized comment. These guys all look like a cheeseburger <laughs> away from heart failure. They run a channel about fitness. That's a question I'm mark. I'm trying to, re, to reproduce the yeah, punctuation got, got and all this stuff. These guys all look like a cheeseburger away from heart failure. They run a channel about fitness. <laughs> <laughs> Is it April 1st already? <laughs> How can you not love this? This is great, man. This is <laughs> it's fantastic. Thanks to cheeseburgers. <laughs> Heart failure. I had three right. heart attacks today. He's not wrong. What's wrong with having a heart? There's nothing. As long as you're doing your. Are fives. you not tough? Yeah, as long as you're doing. You're your tough fives. enough to have a heart attack and get over it. If it doesn't, wrong with if you? It doesn't kill you. Fucking pussy. You're a fucking pussy. That's what you are, boy. You fucking pussy. Have a heart attack. Suck it up and go on about your goddamn day. If it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Right? That which exactly. does not kill you. You know. All right. Uh, here's one about the trap bar. Uh, uh, this one's so stupid. I don't even read it. But here's one that's also about the trap bar. That's that's more fun. Next up, why walking is completely useless. <laughs> Somehow that is related to the trap bar video. Yeah. Okay. And let's see. Chase presses 350 at WFAC. Always good for some comments. I can hear the spine cracking. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and and you weren't even there. <laughs> Were you rich, T? You weren't even there. And finally, gaining 60 pounds in four months at Starting Strength Dallas. That's the underweight kid that Mm -hmm. was, you know, walking insect, toothpick. Yeah. 
praying mantis-looking individual that gained 60 useful pounds of body weight in four months. And, and Nero here says, everyone in that gym looks like shit. <laughs> yes, strength is <laughs> A.L. fine and dandy. A.L. fine and dandy, but how many times... Do you have to pick up 400 pounds of the ground for one second IRL? You can keep that shit. You, the letter U. Yeah, keep of course. That shit. So. That's excellent. It is. Everybody in that gym looks like shit. Everybody in that gym looks like shit. <laughs> okay. Whew. Oh man, love it. And that's comments from the haters. Very nice. Hope that sounds okay. It's sinister. You think you can salvage it? Yeah. I'm going to be slobbering all over the microphone. It's all good. All right. It's all good. (laughs) It's all good. All right. Now, today, after we have a drink of voice-clearing coffee here. (coughs) (coughs) Need some more cardio, obviously. We're going to talk about an article that, uh, rather important article that we we refer to quite frequently on the website called A Clarification. I wrote this many years ago. Uh, It's a classic for sure. uh, It's a classic. This is a 12-year-old article. This is 2010, May 2010? Yep. Yep, long time ago. And it has proven valuable. I end up copying and pasting it into a response to a post probably every week because of the idiots that post questions that are answered by this article, right? Had one yesterday, in fact. Guy writes in, says his low back is fried. Fried low back. You read the post. And he's not doing the program. He's doing weighted leg, weighted back extensions, Hmm. eating 4,000 calories a day. Skinny kid eating 4,000 calories a day. Wonders why his back's all fried. Look, you're not doing the program. This is where the the program, uh, if you're not doing the program, then the program is not responsible for your failure. Let's, let's, Let's think about this concept for just a second right if let's say you start going to the gym and you start doing frank zane's program he did to win the 1985 mr olympia contest and your intention is to get stronger doing frank zane's little body sculpting program that he did for the 
for the Olympia. And then you post on my board and say, this program I'm doing is not working. What's the deal? Well, it's not working because it's not my program. My program works. Works every single time it's tried. If you'll do the program as the program is written. But you have to do it my way. And if you'll do it my way, it works every single time. But if you do it your way, it's probably not going to work. You know why? Because you don't know what the fuck you're doing, and I do. Is that too harsh, Nick? Uh, no. Everybody wants to... Uh, everybody wants the, to make their own contribution. Well, no. The thing is that everybody wants to do uh, whatever whatever works for them in some kind of way. So <clears throat> what they're looking for, I think, is for uh, for permission or validation for whatever they've done up to this point. So... You know the, uh, the, it, it, the everything everything's about trade offs. So if you don't have the if you don't have the time or the will to do this correctly, uh, Ripito is probably not the guy to ask what the problem is because the problem is that you're you need to go back and look at the basic thing and get into the process and, and start doing it correctly and and do that. I mean, there's a reason why. In the program, there isn't any weighted back extensions in the program. There's a reason why that isn't in there. Anything that's not there, there's a reason why it's not there. Anything that is there, there's a reason why it is there. Believe it or not, I didn't just wander into the goddamn gym a couple of weeks ago and start making things up. Okay? I've been doing this 45 years. You know, I've got gym shorts older than you. And it's probably been that long since I've washed them. <laughs> yeah. God. The pro- you you so- don't know what you're talking about, and I do. So here's the situation. If you want to make progress in terms of getting big and strong, and that's all I'm concerned with. I'm not concerned with your abs. I'm not concerned with your hairstyle. I'm not concerned with your grooming. I'm not concerned with any of that peripheral bullshit. I'm concerned with getting you big and strong. And if you don't want to be big and strong, don't do this program. Because that's all this program is for, is getting big and strong. Okay? It's a strength program. Since it's a strength program, it also involves getting bigger. Because that's how muscles get stronger. They grow. They grow bigger. You have to grow if you're going to get stronger. That's all there is to it. And this program gets you big and strong. Now, if you've got other aims in mind, you've got razor abs in mind, you want to be 165-pound, one of those little tan guys with the paint all over him and board shorts and sandals and shit and lay around on the beach and think that everybody's admiring your fucking wonderful physique and shit when they're really thinking to themselves, what is wrong with that guy? Well, you go do somebody else's program, but this program works. It works 
every single time it's tried, okay? It works for you if you're 18 and you're 5'11 and you're 160 pounds. It works for your mom who is 52 and is not as strong as she used to be and doesn't like it, has enough sense to know that she needs to be physically stronger than she is. Remember her being physically strong when she picked you up and whapped you on the ass when you needed it? She misses that too. <laughs> she probably wants to do that again to you now, if you'll think about it. And as a result, she decides that she wants to get stronger, so this program works for her too. It works for your granddad. It works for everybody that does it. But it doesn't work if you put your own shit into it and do it your way, okay? Because your way is wrong. Because if your way was right, then you'd already be big and strong. Now, wouldn't you? The the, prob I mean, the problem is that people ask, ask questions without actually... Uh, uh, knowing or having done the program, right? So, but but I think the if I remember right, the reason you wrote this um, is not only because they don't understand the program or haven't done the program, but also the the eating part of it, right? Because everybody, a, a big part of this was number one, the skinny guys who refuse to eat to right. gain weight, and then number two is the the other thing is that uh, people equate starting strength with gallon of milk a day starting strength like right gain as much weight as possible right. as quickly as possible and neither of those things are true no right? no they're not absolutely not it uh everybody tends to attribute to us shit that they want to blame us for exactly Okay, and I think that's the, the the I think that's the main problem here for the people. Let's let's just talk about the people who actually gave this a, an honest shot, um, you know, and and maybe they gained sixty pounds, and now they're thirty five percent body fat or some shit. Um, but what did they actually do? They didn't do the program. They didn't do they, the program. They skipped workouts. They skipped workouts. They ate too much. They, they <clears throat> ate too much sugar. Right. And and then they claimed on the internet that they did the program and right. it made them fat. Yeah. No, it didn't. Yeah. Or they were twenty percent body fat and you got fat and drank a gallon of milk a day. On your own. You know, and and gallon of milk a day. Let's just let's just say it, this. Just, if you enjoy drinking a gallon of milk a day, it's not for you. Right. Like if it sounds like a good idea to you, if it's you, probably not for you. If you, you want an excuse to get to drink a gallon of milk a day, <laughs> you're gonna get fat. <laughs> gallon of milk a day is not any fun. All right. Gallon of milk a day is a prescription, not recreation. All right. Yeah, it is. It is what you have to do. It's not what you want to do. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but if you're one of these people that, and we're going to go through some examples here because they're in this article, and I'm going to detail the problems with this. If you're one of these people that that wants to do this your way and wants to blame me because it didn't work doing it your way, then that's what that's. You're who I'm talking to today, okay? Uh, here in the second paragraph, it is, it's, it's, this is one of the more wonderful sentences I've ever written. <laughs> it is common to want what you cannot have. Right? 
Now think about when you were a little kid, when you were five. Think about all the stuff that you wanted that your parents weren't going to give you because they couldn't afford it or because you didn't need it or because, you know, first one thing and another reality intervened, that sort of thing, right? I remember being being 12 or 13 and wanting Mama and Daddy to go out and buy a Dodge Challenger <laughs> with a four-speed on the floor. Now, my goddamn parents were not going to buy it. <laughs> 1972 Challenger. You know, <laughs> they're not going to do that. They're old people. They're not going to buy a car like that just because I want them to have one. You know, so that's a perfect example of wanting what I cannot have. You know, more recently, people who want clean energy but who don't want nuclear power. Yeah. Now, there's an example of something that you can't have. Yeah. It's just you can't have that because of the math. I'm sorry, the math doesn't work. If you don't understand that, you haven't had freshman chemistry. Okay? You can't have enough power to charge the batteries of 50 million Teslas without nuclear power plants because windmills don't work and a lot of them and solar panels don't work because they don't generate enough energy per because of the btus that operate the damn things it's just math yeah. this is just the math you is can't nobody worried that. about bouncing all that light back into the atmosphere like no that, i mean that's that a, a very good point i saw that mentioned today that's pretty weird you know <laughs> solar panels are reflective they do, at some level, increase the albedo. Yeah. And if you don't know what the albedo is, then you're in the wrong field here, okay? It's, uh, so you, you, it's inefficient. You, it, it's terribly inefficient, and it's and you can try to make it more and more efficient, but it, it boils down to the fact that there's only a certain amount of sunlight that falls on a square meter of the Earth's surface. Right. And that's not enough if you capture it at 100% efficiency, which you can't do. If you capture it at 100% efficiency, it's still not enough to get much of anything done, except for maybe your house, if you're careful about the use of your electricity. Which people aren't. No. Well, you know, you, and, and the whole argument doesn't even matter because you have the option of nuclear power. Yes. Perfectly safe. Perfectly safe. Perfectly efficient. They're, Don't tell me about the nuclear waste bullshit because that's all, that's all bullshit. There are boats running there's, around the ocean right now with thousands of people on them powered by nuclear Powered by reactors. nuclear reactors. Nuclear waste is – that disposal problem was solved 40 years ago, but nobody wants to talk about it. And it's it's they're perfectly safe ways to dispose of nuclear waste. And you don't even have to have nuclear waste if you make a thorium reactor. But no, we can't have that, see? So when you start talking about not having nuclear, then you're either dealing with people who aren't actually grown-up adults or you're dealing with people who own solar panel companies right. who have a different agenda. You're dealing with people who are actively involved in the wind farm business. 
yeah. criminals in the wind farm business. So you can't have what you want all the time. You just it, It's not possible. Now, if you want to get big and strong, you have got to lift more weight than you're lifting right now, and you have to do so in a programmed, regular, controllable fashion that produces the right amount of stress from which you can recover if you grow a little bit. And then you have to provide the growth potential. You have to provide that which your body needs to grow, which is food and rest. All right? And always it requires more food than you think it's going to need. And it requires more rest than you've really got time to devote to it and by that i mean you don't get to run on your off days okay you want to get big and strong there's there's ways to do this and we know what they are we've if you'll follow our program that's the way to do it but the depending on who you are okay all of this shit's going to look different and that's the 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 nature of this article right here all right. So the principles are, are, are basic. All right. Stress, recovery, and then adaptation. You have to apply the stress. That's what the barbells are for. That's what two and a half pound plates are for. That's what one and a quarter pound plates are for. It's certainly what 45 pound plates are for. It's what racks and benches are for, for you to apply the stress. And we teach you how to do that in the blue book. All right. And then you have got to recover from that stress, adapting your biology to the new level of stress adaptation, homeostasis, that is required for you to continue to generate that improved level of force production against the external resistance, which is how you apply the stress to yourself. And then. That process repeats. It repeats over and over again. And in every situation, if you are alive, barring some horrible metabolic deficiency that you've got, which most people don't have, you get bigger and stronger. You accumulate. Listen to this word. You accumulate strength by the process of growing your muscles. Muscles have to get bigger to get stronger. Muscles are made out of protein that you have to eat. The process of rebuilding muscles into bigger muscles requires calories outside of just the protein that's involved in building the muscle mass and you have to eat those calories and if you do these you will grow you'll get bigger and stronger doesn't matter if you're 18 or 52 or 75 the process is the same all right but the process looks different depending on who you are and depending on your current situation but don't lose sight of the fact that the process is very predictable and it's repeatable it's controllable and it will produce the same quality of results for everyone that does the correct process okay 
I'm going to give you some examples, right, of some of the different situations we run into when we're trying to get people bigger and stronger. Here's an example. I want to get big and strong. I'm currently 22 years old, 5'9", and around 150 pounds, 12% body fat. See, somehow he knows his body fat. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Oh, that tells me something about him, doesn't it? That's exactly right. At 5'9", 150, if somebody tells you their body if fat. If somebody tells you your body fat, you're 5'9", 150, then yeah. you're a hard-headed motherfucker. Because you're, five, because you're 22, primarily. But that indicates problems with what I'm going to tell you to do. Right? I've been doing starting strength for three months now, and my weight has come up, my body weight has come up eight pounds since I started after three months. Was this a real instance, do you remember? Or is this just the yeah. example? This, this, no, this is a synthesis of, gotcha. of, of questions we, yep. th- these are all syntheses of yep. questions that we've received. Uh, my squat is now stuck at 135, and I'm thinking that I need to move to the Texas method to get unstuck. Any advice you could give me, I'd appreciate. And by the way, that 135 could be 225, could, could be, be 275. All be. those, all those, all those numbers would apply. That's right. In this instance, yeah. Anything that any number, if you're five nine and 150 pounds. And you're stuck at any number on the bar. Exactly. That's the problem. That's yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Okay. So, situation like this. Stress, recovery, adaptation is not occurring. Because in this case, recovery is not being paid attention to. Recovery involves eating enough to cause an adaptation, to permit, rather, to permit an adaptation to the stress and to continue to accumulate that adaptation week after week, month after month. Because a kid like this that's been training for three months, had he done the program, would not weigh 150, he'd weigh 180. He wouldn't be stuck at 135, he'd be stuck at, if he's stuck at all, he'd be squatting 315. Yep. And he may be... Or 275, anyway. He may be, it doesn't matter, but he may be 15% body fat, which would be, it would be imperceptible. The difference would be... You you cannot tell the difference. You wouldn't be able to tell. In a person, uh, whether it's 12% body fat or 15% body fat. Especially if they've they've, uh, put 150, 200 pounds on their squat. Right. What you will see if they put 150, 200 pounds on their squat, and since they commensurately put 200... 50 pounds maybe on their deadlift right what you're going to see in a person like that is you're going to see broader shoulders bigger neck more muscular forearms a bigger wider chest deeper hips front to back deeper hips outer quad sweep all this other shit that bodybuilders are concerned about right you're going to see all of that in that 30 pounds of weight gain. Yep. 
kid's going to look completely different. Right? And it's all because. And that is even under the circumstances of having increased body fat percentage. Now, this is the part that nobody wants to talk about. Nobody wants to accept this. Kid comes in at 12% body fat. He wants to be 10% body fat. He doesn't want to be 15, 16, even 18% body fat, even though he will look better. Because in his mind is Frank Zane. In his mind is a ripped Olympia competitor. That is the picture he has. And he doesn't understand because he hasn't been made to understand that that's not what he wants. And that's not what he can have. You can't always have what you want. You want to look better? Listen to what I'm telling you. Right? Because all I'm trying to sell you is the book. Once you own the book, I'm done with you. <laughs> you don't have to come to a seminar. You don't have to buy any. We don't sell. We don't sell anything that you need that you can't get somewhere else, except the book. They need that sweet shirt though you got on. This is a pretty damn good shirt, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, that's a that's a need, not a want for that's sure. A, yeah, that's a that's a you. Really, you do. If you're going to be out in public, you need this shirt. That's absolutely true. Fucking rip a toe scowl on your yeah. chest. So, you know, this is this is this is what you got here. The people, you got a problem with your perception of what body fat on you versus muscle on you is going to look like. Yeah. All right. And what it, one of the things that comes down to because people generally, you know, they, they at this point people know what what's involved with starting strength in terms of the exercises and stuff. So people generally don't have a problem with that. Um, and, and even in this article, you know, this twelve year old article, um, you don't really need to convince people about the lifts or doing three sets of five and all right. that shit. No, but, that's that's been that yeah, conversation's right. been. And and we may have we may have covered this in the last one with the first three questions, but. Um, most of this stuff, the, the program is not just the lifts and the sets of five and the, uh, you know, the, the exercise selection. The program is, in uh, the hard part of this, is everything that happens in between the workouts. Yes. And that's what we're talking about here. You know, this, right. this, the, the, the weight loss and the weight gain situation are both things that require habit changes in your yes. life. It's intrusive. You have the, to pay attention to what you eat. You have to pay attention to how you recover and how you sleep and what else you're doing. Right. And those are the things that people have a lot of fucking trouble with. You're only spending maybe four and a half, five hours a week if you're just fucking around in the gym right. doing the program, doing the workout part of the program. But the part of the program that is critical to the recovery and adaptation thing takes place at home. Right. It takes place all the time. It's waking hours are all involved in this it's much more intrusive than the workout part of this thing right you don't like to eat you don't like to drink milk i'm asking you to eat drink milk four or five times a day Mm -hmm. that's a much bigger invasion it's much more invasive yeah than than just going to the gym doing squats presses you've already committed to the gym part that's not a problem you know that's not the problem it's all the shit that happens in between you know, it's it's it's. Um, uh, 
But it, 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 if, if your primary attention is being paid to body fat, then unless you're the kind of guy that I'm talking about next, then you're going to have problems with this because you don't understand a very simple fact. If you gain muscle mass, you will also gain some body fat. The two processes are inseparable. Now, I hate to have to tell you that, but you cannot gain only muscle mass. If you're going to gain 30 pounds of useful body weight, eight pounds of that, if you're lucky, is going to be body fat. Okay? Because with muscle mass gain comes body fat gain. But if you're at 12% and it takes you to 15%, good. You're going to look better. So this is You can't get people to wrap their head around it. You're going to look better at 15% body fat than you're going to look at 12% body fat if that 3% body fat increase has been accompanied by a muscle mass increase of 22 pounds. Try to understand what I'm saying. Well, and the, and the and other- it's, it's tough to do because you've got the picture in your mind of Frank Zane on that Olympia stage. Right. right? And the other part of it is if you're a little skinny guy um, and you start gaining too much weight, you start getting too fat, just go back to eating how you were eating before. And you, you'll go back to your natural skinny ass. Right. right? I mean, these guys don't stay fat, quote unquote. You know, they're not fat to begin with. But if, if a guy's gaining weight, he doesn't like what he's doing. He just goes back to doing what he's always done, and right. he'll and he'll lose the weight. He'll lose that fat again. The problem again. The problem is guys don't want to work hard outside of the gym. They don't want to do the hard shit outside of the gym. Right. They don't want to. They don't want to eat more food. They don't and the want hard shit milk. outside the gym is the uncomfortable part about the gallon of milk a day. Exactly. So the question here, this, you know, the question here is a programming. It's a programming question that's trying to solve a recovery problem right that's trying to solve a habit problem that's trying to solve a lifestyle problem when what's really required again like you keep saying in this article you're you're just not doing the program and you're if you not just do the, doing program, the program it'll take care of itself the program is not the same for everybody okay and here's the next instance and we're going to show you why that is all right hello coach i'm 25 61 i weigh 235 I think I'm a little too fat, but I've been doing your program anyway. Since you say it can work for anybody to fix their body composition. I started off squatting at 155 for five, and I'm up to 185 for five after three months, and I haven't seen a lot of fat loss, even though I really don't eat that much. Do I need to do the zone diet? No, you don't need to do the zone diet. You need to do the program. And in 2022, you could substitute – intermittent fasting or carnivore IF carnivore the zone diet was popular in 2000 what well crossfit popular 08 popular 07 blocks blocks yeah they had blocks instead of calories i i never did understand it 08 9 10 but it's out of fashion so as it should be so (laughs) uh you need to do the program yeah it's weird. Yeah, isn't it strange? How CrossFit was fad selling, diets. Well, CrossFit was selling a fad diet. That CrossFit doesn't make sense. Selling fad diet. Uh, the program is the deal. And if you've gained thirty pounds on your squat in three months, you should have gained thirty pounds 
30 pounds on your squat, even at its most conservative approach in two weeks. In two weeks, only going up five pounds of workout, you would have gained 30 pounds on your squat, so you didn't do the program. You didn't do the program. The program calls for every time you come in the gym, three days a week, your lifts go up in weight on the bar because they can. You can adapt that quickly, and it's not very quick. Most people will come in the gym that start off squatting 155 and can go up 10 pounds per workout for three or four workouts. You know, if 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 I'd been training you and you started off at one fifty five, uh, we wouldn't have gone to two pound to five pound jumps until we had you squatting two oh five. And then after that point, it's just a matter of just paying your dues. You just come in and add five pounds and squat it for the, for three sets of five. And then you go home and eat more than you want to, and you gain weight. So, a kid like this. Are you 6'1", 235? Now, let's let's talk about the unsaid part of this thing here. He's fatter than he wants to be, and he might well be. At a body weight of 235 at 6'1", only squatting 155. Right. He's soft, for sure. He's, he's what do they call skinny fat. Yeah. He's what you call skinny fat. And, and a kid like that, I would probably not have on the gallon of milk a day because he didn't need it. Now, the kid that's 6'1", 155, he needs a gallon of milk a day. But this kid does not because he weighs 80 pounds more than that other kid. He's already pretty good at being big. He's just big fat instead of big muscle. But he's got an anabolic tendency. He gains tissue easily. So we just change him over from gaining fat to gaining muscle, and that's the five pounds on the bar part of the whole situation. So uh, it the problem with this kid here is not his diet. The problem with this kid here is if he's being a pussy into the gym, under the bar. Right. He's not going up five pounds. He's not pushing himself. And that's not a lot of pushing, by the way. That's not a lot of pushing. Five pounds from 155 to 160, you can't even feel that. Right. Yeah, that guy could do 185 probably by the end of the first week. Easily. Yeah, for sure. Easily. Easily. If I was training a kid, I would have had him at 205 and 10-pound jumps. And then we go to five-pound jumps, and at the end of six weeks, well, he said three months, didn't he? At the end of three months, this boy would be squatting – 300 sure yeah 285 something like that yep conservatively he'd be squatting you know he looked completely different too because that first growth spurt that happens to a young man makes a giant it's it's hard to describe this people have never seen this happen It, it it is a it is such a visual transformation that that, it, that it's hard to describe, and I know you won't believe it until you experience it yourself or until you see it happen. Uh, 
these guys just get real big and they look completely different. And it doesn't take very long. But once again, you've got a problem. And the problem you got is a contest bodybuilder picture in your head at 6% body fat. Great, big, shredded 6% body fat. You've got that picture in your head. And you can't have that. It is common to want what you cannot have. And that is something you cannot have. But even if... I, I, you know, I'm sorry to have to be your parents. Here. But Rip, even if they could you know? have it, the only way to but, get there is to is to squat, press, bench, and deadlift and add five years, pounds to the bar. For years. So it doesn't matter what they want. You, you, you haven't even started the, the... You haven't even started yeah. to do this process correctly. You haven't done the thing it takes to get what you want. Right. Yeah. So, so the... Uh, yeah, you can't do anything about all that shit. But if look, if if you think that's what you're gonna be, okay, what's the best way to do it? Get on the fucking bar. You got to squat. You got to deadlift. You got to press. You got to bench. Um, and you got to add five pounds. All right. Now here's some other shit you don't want to hear. There's a bunch of shit that you don't need to do. Okay, you don't need to do barbell curls to put two inches on your upper arm. Sorry, that happens from the bench press and the press and the chins and the deadlifts and the other stuff we're going to have you do, okay? You don't need special small muscle group exercises like Frank Zane did to sculpt his deliciously aesthetic physique for the Olympia. And and that's, and that's, that's my point. If you had a kid that came in and had those genetics to be able to do that, you wouldn't put him on any other program. No. So it, so it doesn't matter. It, it, like I said, if, if the kid was born with thin skin, he's got naturally low body fat, he's already – he's got a huge frame, you know, he's ready to go. He's got broad shoulders, narrow waist, you know. The, there's no bodybuilding program you're going to put him on. You're going to put him on st- – You're going to put him on your squats, presses, bench presses, right. deadlifts, power cleans, and chins. Yeah. That's so, what you're going to do for a couple of years. Exactly. So the so, idea that this is only, and this is what people, the, the, the reason I'm saying this is because people are going to take what you're saying and say, well, this is only for people who want to get big and strong and fat. But that's not the case. It, no, no matter what you want to do, if you haven't strength trained, there's there's nothing else you need to do. You need to do this program. Um, the reality is that most of you walking around and listening to this are not going to be Frank Zane. You don't have that. You're, you're not born to do that. And no. that's that's okay, but no. even if you were, again, even if you were, what else are you going to do? Anything else you do is not going to work as well. Listen to that. Listen. You don't go through and examine each one of your muscle bellies and figure out a way to produce a concentric contraction in that muscle belly and then figure out an exercise that does that and then do that exercise that's not how this works your body must be treated as a system if it is to grow and system means from the soles of your feet to the palms of your hands all of your early work will be done between those two places 
on your body and will involve the entire kinetic chain of the body. Okay? So, you know, I, I think everybody understands this, but, the, but but getting back to this diet thing, this is, look, if you walk in at 155 pounds and you're 5'11", and you want to get big and strong, you're going to have to eat more than you want to. Now, I'm not talking about 3,500 calories. I'm talking about 5,500 calories, 6,000 calories. That's what I'm talking about, a lot of food. Because if you are training correctly, you're going to need that much food in order to get recovered from this massive amount of training that you're going to do. And by massive amount of training, I mean the amount of increase in weight over the period of time for the three months that we're talking about. I mean, if we take you from doing 155 for three sets of five to doing 315 for three sets of five, that is a lot of work. That's a lot of work. You've doubled the amount of weight you're squatting. And that takes quite a bit of recovery and quite a bit of food in order to grow the muscles that support that kind of strength increase. Okay? Now, once again, what you're going to do is let the picture in your mind of a 6% body fat contest bodybuilder interfere with what we're telling you to do, okay? If you're that 155-pound kid, you're going to have to eat way more than you want to. You're going to have to eat way more than all of your bodybuilding buddies at the goddamn gym are going to tell you. But what's going to happen is three months later, you're going to look quite a bit better than any of these lazy bastards because you did the work both under the barbell and in the kitchen that they refused to do, right? Yeah, it's hard to put five pounds of workout on your deadlift. They wouldn't do that. It's hard to eat 5,000 calories a day. They wouldn't do that. But you would, and you did. And as a result, we can see the difference in you, and they look exactly the same as they did the day you started, <laughs> which is kind of cool. That even goes for the guys that go to the gym every day, too. You know, oh, that's who I'm talking about. Yeah. They, 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 they'll be in there These jerk-offs that hang around in the goddamn crunch fitness yeah. over here. They look exactly the same. They go in there and hang around doing cables and all yeah. this other bullshit. Yeah. They look exactly, they've looked exactly the same for five years. Right. You, on the other hand have gotten big and strong. And you haven't wasted a bunch of time doing it. Now, let's talk about the other situation. Kid's kind of fat. Kid's got 28% body fat. Got a belly. He's got handles on the side, right? You know, he's got, he's fat. He's a little kind of chubby. I mean, he's not morbidly obese, but he's, he's he's a chubby kid and he's smooth. But this kid has got an advantage 
over the 155-pound kid at the same height. Kid's 5'9", kids let's say he weighs 245. He's 28% body fat. But that kid will get stronger easier with less food than the kid who needs to gain a bunch of body weight because this guy's already big. Right. Yep. His metabolic situation is not the same as a skinny kid. Yep. And he doesn't need the gallon of milk a day, and we never told you to feed him the gallon of milk a day. <laughs> we never said that. What we said is that skinny guys need a gallon of milk a day. Not everybody. Your mother doesn't drink a gallon of milk a day, you fucking idiot. And we never said she did. <laughs> You're a fat kid. You don't need the same amount. You don't need 5,500 calories a day. You can do this program on 3,500 calories a day. Now, you can't do it on 2,000 calories a day. Can't do that. That doesn't work. That doesn't work for your daughter. All right? That doesn't work for anybody. But if you're 5'9", 245, fat kid, you need to be thinking in terms of 3,000, 3,500 calories a day, a lot of protein, watch your carb intake, you know, eat frequently, but your primary attention has got to be paid to the training. Chances are you're already fairly strong. So you're going to start at heavier weights on the bar than the skinny kid, and you're going to be able to take bigger jumps for a while longer than the skinny kid is going to be able to take because you're already big. And what will happen to you? over that three months is that your muscle mass will increase and your body fat percentage will actually go down because of your particular situation. Now, previously I had said that body fat accompanies muscle mass gain. That applies to people who are not already fat. But if we put you in what will amount to a slight caloric deficit at 3,500 calories, your body fat will go down because you have so much of it already while your muscle mass goes up. So your approach is going to be different than his while the process remains the same. Stress, recovery, adaptation. Okay. So I, I hope you understand this. This is, this is the point of this article, a clarification. It's to explain what, when I wrote the book, I thought was perfectly obvious, but it was pointed <laughs> out to me a long time ago that it wasn't perfectly obvious. And, and you know, this article might even be too long. It's all, it, it's all in there. And too long, I mean, by like the, the standards of people actually listening and understanding and implementing. But it, it's, all, it's all in here. Everything we're talking about, even even twelve years later, uh, other than the zone diet, which hardly anybody ever talks about. But what I'm saying is the concepts are are still valid. It's all in there, and um, I wonder out of all the times that you link this article 
how many times people actually like read it. You know, yeah, what I'm saying? you're right. Maybe because we it, need to produce a shorter version of it. No, I don't think we need to produce a shorter version of it. What I'm saying is that it's everything you need is in this article. If you don't understand what's going on, right? So read the fucking article. Just, right. just spend 20 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever it is, and, and actually read the thing. Um, and all of this, this, uh, all these silly ass ideas that people have about how this stuff actually works. Um, this is an excellent start. You know, I mean, there's one paragraph in here. After the first three months, uh, wait, 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 I just had it. Um, so, so if you're three months into the program and your squat has not gone up 50 pounds, you're not doing the program. If you're th- right. three months into the program at 10% body fat and you have only gained six pounds, you're not doing the program. If you're three months into the program at 30% body fat, your waistline has not gone down four inches and your squat is not up 175 pounds, you're not doing the program. Again, the program uses a diet that facilitates progress, and not everybody will progress towards the same goal using the same diet. Um, you know, I mean, uh, all uh, kind of shit like that. It's, it's just how how more, how more concise can you, know, you be, right? I made the mistake of thinking that what is – we often do this. What is perfectly obvious to us may not be obvious to somebody you're trying to explain it to. Yep. And, you know, that's not surprising. You wouldn't have to explain it to them if they already sure. understood it. We wouldn't be doing this podcast right. every week if right. everybody just got everything. Right. But you, I mean, there are certain things that have to be adjusted for the individual because nobody walks in the same, in the gym in the same situation as everybody else that already walked in the gym. All right. But in general, there are several broad categories that apply there's the skinny kid that walks in the gym there's the fat kid that walks in the gym there's the 55 year old man that walks in the goddamn gym there's the older female that walks in the gym these all these people are are in a a broad general category and some basic rules apply to them but the rules are derived from the program right the program sets the rules and you as the coach or you as the consumer in this particular instance have to be discerning enough to be able to tease out from the rules the program provides the specific application to you do you need 5500 calories a day maybe maybe not probably not right but that doesn't mean you ought to do them the 5,500 calories a day just because one iteration of the program has one particular demographic doing that. Right. <laughs> Comments from the haters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. So, uh, you know, I, I think – if you have read the blue book and you haven't read the gray book, you haven't read Practical Programming for Strength Training 3rd Edition, I think you need to read that book. Because if you're interested in this enough to have read the whole blue book, then the gray book is the is the next logical step in your education. It points out all the subtle differences in the approaches to the novice, the intermediate, the advanced lifter. And everybody's different. But 
everybody is addressed. We've addressed all of the situations that you can run into in uh, in the gray book. And I, I you know, there, uh, it has, it amazes me to this day, it amazes me to this day that the exercise physiology departments of schools across the world have completely ignored the gray book. Completely ignored the gray book. Instead of the book written by Tudor Bampa and Gregory C. Hoff. How do you write a book about programming for strength training and completely omit from the entire text of the manuscript the word deadlift? <laughs> no shit. It's not in the book. Well, we've sold more than they have, so I guess that, yep. you know, you know, in the end, we won. Well, we've also gotten more people stronger than they have too. We got more people stronger than anybody else in the world has gotten stronger. Now that sounds grandiose, but it's the truth. Yep. Isn't it? I mean, that's the truth. I'm sorry, that's the truth. That doesn't mean that we're real bright. Right. It just means that everybody else is a stupid motherfucker, which is an entirely different situation, isn't it? <laughs> yep. So, anyway. Read the article, guys. Read the article. It's called A Clarification. That's what it used to look like. A clarification, chartingstrength.com. And read it. Read it twice. Try to understand what we're saying here. The process is the same, although its application is different for everybody. In a nutshell, that's the whole deal. The process is the same, but its application may be different. It will be different depending on who's trying to apply it. Okay? Now, it's time for me to shut up and let my voice rest a little bit so that I can get back to my former Bing Crosby level <laughs> vocal ability. <laughs>